ML Nation, episode 327. No, there's always a way. There's always a way to change the situation and make it either not exactly what you want or something completely different opens up. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. MLM Nation, do you want the next 12 months to be your best year ever? Then you must attend our training event, No BS, No Hype. You could attend either the one in the Gold Coast, Australia on May 12, 13, 14, or our USA event in Los Angeles next year on February 23rd to 25th, 2018. These three-day events feature not only me, but you also learn from seven-figure and multiple six-figure earners. And right now, you can save up to $400 with an early bird price. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash events. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, and let me ask you, what's your purpose and vision? My purpose in doing what I do is to have a positive impact as many lives as possible, and that's why I founded ML Nation. Now, I'm loud and proud to be in the network marketing profession because I have three beliefs. Number one, network marketing allows us to fulfill our unlimited potential. So write that down. Number two is network marketing allows us to give back more. And I want you, whatever success you have, to give back more. Number three, most important, network marketing allows us to be a better leader at home. It allows us to be better parents, a better spouse, because we're always leading by example. You can take the lessons we learn from these top leaders, from myself, and apply it back to home. And our mission at ML Nation is to empower 10,000 distributors to achieve a full-time income. Now, ML Nation, you must have a clear purpose and vision, because otherwise, you'll never do the uncomfortable things that are necessary for success to happen. That's why your purpose and vision is so important. It's what's going to pull you and motivate you. And before we start today's show, make sure you check out our partner, Networking Times. If you like ML Nation, you'll love Networking Times. Each issue is packed with amazing training stories, just like ML Nation. Go check it out at mlnation.net forward slash times. And now, I'm super fired up. Let's go to today's training. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. I'm fired up to bring a special guest today. She's not only she's the leader, she's been listening to ML Nation for a long time, and it took me a lot of follow-up to get her on the show. We have Christine Dwyer. Hey, Christine, you ready to make it happen? Yes, I am. Your energy is amazing. Let's go for it. Christine Dwyer was initially against joining any home business or MLM until she finally found a business that aligned with her lifestyle, message, and allowed her the ability to build online from home. She finally joined her company in May of 31st, 2008, when she was a new mom with an 18-month-old and pregnant with her second child. By 2009, Christine became the first person in her company's history to move a business center to the highest rank, a 15-star diamond. And then she also became the first person to move a second business center to that same rank again. Christine has received numerous awards in her company and is currently a superstar diamond too. She has mentored, more importantly, she has mentored nine of her leaders to multi-millionaire status, three to millionaire status, and dozens to six-figure earners. Her team is called the Platinum Presenters, has over 200,000 members. So Christine, I've given MLM Nation just a brief intro, but please share a little bit about your background and how you got started in network marketing. Oh, totally. Thanks. It's, it's always weird to hear a list of items about yourself, but I really appreciate you, of course, asking me to be here. And I hope that some of my story, other people can connect with and see that things are possible no matter what your situation is or where you're coming from. My background is not network marketing. Just like you said, I was completely against network marketing. I think more so because when I was in my 20s, I was really desperate for making money and I somehow got that invitation to go to some hotel meeting and I didn't know what it was and I ended up going to a network marketing or something or other, I don't know, meeting, but I got roped into buying a package of cassettes, so this is a long time ago, cassettes, a book of them where if you put gumball machines in all these restaurant doors, you could become a millionaire. So I thought, this is perfect for me. I love sugar and I want to make money. I can just go collect all these coins and make a ton of money. 
And of course, I never really dug into those cassettes. And when I finally did, the company was MIA. And I just vowed to never do a home business just because I never wanted to, you know, pester friends or family or stock anything or have to really be responsible for, you know, a lot of risk. So I really never wanted to get involved in any of it. But my background is actually uh, medical radiography. I used to be an x-ray tech, and I moved off into the business side of it, into sales and applications, heavy on the applications. And that's really my background, and uh, fitness has always been just a part of me ever since I started college, and being a fitness instructor, and then later becoming a master trainer and presenter. But that's really the background of me, and finding the network marketing business that I'm in is just because it aligned with my lifestyle, my beliefs, and helping people live a healthier, happier life. And I rejected it initially, but after a year, I finally said yes, and then got started. How were you exposed? Uh, how were you introduced to your current business? Was it someone introduced you to products and got you to meet? Because you shared about the kind of the wrong way to do that world marketing, kind of trick to go into a hotel meeting and you roped in. How were you introducing your current opportunity? Yeah, my friend actually, she told me about it, but I think that it was so new to her and the company was fairly new at starting a network marketing part of their company that she really didn't present it too well. So, you know, new time, you sometimes don't say it the best way. And I think what she presented to me was a, a direction that I didn't see. So she basically presented that I could get supplements discounted. And in my eyes, I'm like, why am I going to pay a monthly fee to get supplements discounted when I hold my magic vitamin card where I can go into that vitamin store and get discounts there? So I didn't really see the purpose or the vision because that's kind of how she presented it to me. But then I basically forgot about it, and she never asked me again. And a year later passed, and my friend and mentor is the one that reintroduced it to me. She herself can't be a part of it because she is um, a part of the company as a, a personality. So she can't do it herself, but she just recommended to her closest friends and family that we should definitely check it out. And that's actually when I re-looked at it again. I'm like, wait a minute, this is lining up with what I do for a living. Mm. So how was it presented differently the second time? Like you said, the first time was just like getting supplements for discount, right? Which is not very fun or not attractive. How was it no. presented the second time? Yeah, because the first time it made me feel like I would just have to be a salesperson pushing supplements on people and I don't want to do that. So the second time when it was shared with me, I think more so I looked at it with a stronger eye because it was someone I completely trusted and I've learned from for years that when she suggested to look into it and explained that it's already what I'm doing for a living, I'm already helping people you know, move their goals, helping them live healthier and happier and more so with their nutrition and exercise, that it just made sense. And that's why I was open to looking at it in a different perspective. Hmm. So you had uh, pretty good success right off the yeah. bat. What did you do differently that a lot of people who are not doing network marketing? Well, not having any experience at all in network marketing and, again, having a bad taste about it, I didn't go in with that thought process of I need to go in and hit this goal or I need to make that rank or I need to make this much money. What I went in when I was looking at it is pretty much the same way I go into everything that I'm trying to really grow to a success is if I'm going to start something, I'm going to make sure that I give it my all and learn, learn, learn. So constantly be the learner, but then digest it and make it easy for other people to follow. So I like to figure things out and then break it down so that other people can, you know, really follow a system and have success. So when I first started, I knew nothing about network marketing. I didn't even know what the word webinar meant. When we were told that you have to put webinars on, I had no idea what that meant. I, I had to research, I had to Google to figure out what that was about. And I was not really on social media outside of MySpace and YouTube. So I really didn't um, have any following on Facebook because I didn't start that until 2009. So all I really did when I first got started was just do what I am passionate about and what I know. And that was just do something simple that a group of people can latch onto and follow through consistently and help more people have a small set of success because you can't make someone have just 
massive, fast success, success immediately. It's about just that incremental little success, those quick wins, where then people get more excited and they want to get more involved. So pretty much that's what I got started with. It's just really kind of getting a group of people around a system to follow and just do that for two weeks and see what happens. And we just kept repeating that. You know, Christina shared three things. Number one, give it all. Number two, learn, learn, learn. And number three, keep it simple. So speaking yeah. about simple, what are some tips to make it simple? I think a lot of people make it too complicated, right? So what do you do to keep things simple? I know because you're very good at systems. What yeah. are some tips you can share to make things simple? You have to start where you are. So there really a lot of times people look at other people in businesses, especially the one that they're in, and they look at, I want to be that. I want to run webinars. I want to do podcasts or I want to do these calls. And they just start doing that type of activity when they shouldn't be there yet. You have to be strong in the foundational skills. And even though it's boring, even though sometimes it's scary and you don't want to do it, you still have to do that so that it becomes second nature to you, that you don't even have to think about it. So it has to become habit. The basics of business building has to be habit, and that only can be done when you just keep simple and do the core foundational skills for business building. And a lot of it has to do with growing your brand, obviously learning. Social media marketing just can't be avoided. It's it's the way people think. I mean, everyone is just on their phones consuming information by video a lot of the times. So if you're trying to avoid learning how to effectively use Facebook or Pinterest or Instagram or even Snapchat to grow your business because you think that people are just going to come to you because you're in that business, you're going to fool yourself. You're never going to have that level of success. So that constant hunger of learning, but just be consistent and do the basic skills of sharing your experiences and helping other people and being positive. It's all about your mindset. Definitely. So when you started, um, let's talk about the core fundamentals a little bit more. You said yeah. share experiences, be uh, positive, and the basics. Um, what are the basics? I think people forget about the basics. They always want a new thing, right? They, oh, the new fancy thing. And, yeah. and, and, and the basics are boring. But what, when it comes down to what are the basics? Yeah. Well, I'm completely a dog with shiny things. I have massive ADD. If my little rainbow window on my Mac spins a little bit too much, I'm already off to five other tabs. So I am so distracted myself, and I have to constantly check myself on that. But the basics, and it really applies to any business. It doesn't matter what product you're selling or what business you're growing. It's really your foundational skills of learning how to be a marketer, a better marketer. And honestly, it's really about social media and understanding the different platforms and how it changes constantly and you have to stay up on, on the changes. But really to invest in yourself, it's really hard to become a huge success if you're not willing to spend time with other experts who've been there before or um, really just aligning yourself up with a mentor. So some of the basics really are just to constantly be in that learning mode and to align yourself up with someone who's either been there before or to invest and go to conferences or other experts who can, are sharing their information and then really just putting yourself out there and sharing your story. No one's going to connect if you're presenting yourself as just being another person that can sell that product or that I'm perfect, don't you want to live, live this perfect life? That is, is like everyone can see right through that hole. And so really just sharing who you are as a person and your experiences, where you've come from and why what you're doing now makes sense and how it's been, it helps you now live a better life, no matter if it's just in the beginning phases. Because mm -hmm. if you're a part of your business, you're having an experience because you're surrounding yourself with other like-minded people and you're in a forward motion for bettering yourself. So in terms of, you talk about investing yourself, learning, uh, what was the aha moment you had, a major aha moment, a light bulb moment where afterwards you, uh, your business really, really took off? With this business, I really don't look at it as when I did that, then all of a sudden, boom, it went off. I just really have to pull from all my experiences of growth through every business that I've been doing, whether it was with medical digital applications for x-ray equipment or when I was working for a fitness celebrity and her company with running certifications and such. All of that is a learning process, and I never look at 
making a mistake as being a bad thing. Mm -hmm. You have to just get out there and do it and then just tweak along the way. So there's no moment where I can say, yes, and then I did that. And boom, amazing things happened. Because again, if I'm deciding to do something, I'm going to give it my all. But I know that I have to just go. Just get out there and do something, and it's going to be sloppy. The first time's going to be a train wreck, but the next time's not going to be as bad. And it just gets better and better and better. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I think a lot of people think uh, they're looking for the one magical moment, right, mm -hmm. or the one event. But like you said, it's a, it's a combination of all the things you've done. Yeah. That adds up a little bit, a little bit, and doesn't make sense. Like you, the mistakes you made will add up, and, and they all add up to the one to where you are today. Yeah. There was, uh, when I first started with this business, I couldn't be foolish in thinking, let me grow a network marketing business without having any training or background. And my mentor, this was not her background. So she really couldn't guide me in this direction of growing a network marketing business and helping other people that are in so many different capacities of life find success. So about six months into this business that I'm in, I did end up hiring a, an expert in network marketing and I hired him on for a full year. And what I ended up doing was flying him around the country and have him work directly with my top leaders, putting on, you know, live events, live conferences or mini conferences to showcase the business or to train their team. And what he ended up doing was showing us the, the foundation of what it takes to grow a network marketing business, which I didn't know. Because again, when I first started, I just went with what I was comfortable with, what I was passionate about and what we could all just follow. But that only lasts so long. You can only do that so long. It's like being in kindergarten and knowing your ABCs. You can't be in seventh grade, raise your hand to the teacher and say, hey, I know my ABCs. you got to grow with your time in it. So I did that. I ended up hiring someone because I needed to have a better understanding of network marketing and how that actually works. Yeah, you know, someone asked me, what are some common traits of seven-figure year earners? And they all invest in themselves and they all hire coaches. Because right? yeah. that's a shortcut to success. You can try to figure it out yourself, which you can. You can attend seminars, events. Uh, you learn. But the shortcut is really having a coach like what you did. And you learn yep. a lot quicker. Completely. And not just myself, because I looked at every investment that I put for myself was not for my personal gain. It was for my team's gain. That's why I, you know, if I was earning a, a good amount of bonuses from the company, I just reinvested that money right back into my business mm. and hired other uh, people, social media experts and network marketing experts so that they could totally pass it on to my leaders and teach them as well. It's about duplication. Definitely. Now, uh, this is my favorite question. What is your worst, worst moment in network marketing? That the point that most people would quit uh, or get discouraged, but you kept going. And because of that, you learned some really valuable lessons. There's worst moments, if you want to say that off and on continually in network marketing. There's no point in a network marketer's business where everything is rainbows, roses, and gold pots. I mean, it's not. It's constantly an ebb and flow. It's an up and down. And I think the worst moment is really just knowing that if I'm consistent and it's really hard right now, I just have to stay consistent and I have to up my game and I have to review what I'm doing. Constantly in review of yourself and then trying to up that knowing that it's going to come back up. So I think the worst moments is mindset that when it's bad, so when people are not coming to you to join your business or to buy your product or when your team is not growing and everything seems to be really hard, that I think is the worst moment. So it's not one time, it's a lot of times. It just happens over and over again. That moment is a defining point for you as an entrepreneur and also as a leader of do you get through that and how do you get through that? And, I, and that continually is something that you have to improve on with your mindset and your personal development. I love it. Hey, I love your style. No BS. No, really no BS because I think a lot of people, oh, what's the worst moment? Every day is that bad, right? Every day can yeah. be bad, but it's how you grow your mindset, how, how the way you look at things. Um, yeah. Really good stuff. Let, let me ask you. Um, what was your most memorable moment in the business? The proud, the memorable, proudest moment. You know, looking at, at these absolute questions where, you know, what is, what is the number one thing you should be doing? Or what is your proudest moment? Or what is your worst moment? It's hard to always say one aspect to it because your proudest moment is not my own success, 
I was not pushing to achieve that title. It was really, I felt the sense of stress. I was pregnant. I was five months pregnant with my second child. I had a one and a half year old son and my husband worked uh, an hour away and he was gone for 12 hours a day. And I already had a full-time job and three part-time jobs when I started in network marketing. But when I look at what was I doing, I wasn't pushing myself for my game, my success. I was just put, putting my head down, staying up late at nights, I guess taking advantage of that pregnancy insomnia to really study and constantly figure this out so that the people that joined me, the team, that they proved success. Because I would feel horrible if I shared something with someone and I didn't do my part to work as hard as I could for them to be successful. So those moments where, yay for me, you know, that I achieved the top rate in the company, that was great, of course, but the most proud moments are when I have another one of my coaches hit that top rank, or when I have another one of them hit the million dollar club or the multi-million dollar club. When that just keeps happening, that's when you know you're on that right path. Yeah. Now you shared that um, you, you when you got started, you had an eighteen month old, and then you're pregnant with a second child, and then you had a job, and you're stressed out about it. Any t- and a lot of people say I don't have time to do the business. I think it's only an excuse. What time management tips can you share? You have to decide that you want to do this, and I know a lot of people want to do it. They look at their situation and and think, well, I need to make more money because I have to pay this bill, or they look at it for. They want to improve their life. They want they want a bigger house. I didn't look at it for that reason. For me to join this business wasn't because we were in dire straits. We were living, you know, the average American life, and uh, we almost had the two kids on the way and all. But we weren't doing it for money. I was doing it for purpose, and the reason why I continue to do this, even if that's eight, eight and a half years later, is. I have a, a passion in my belly that it doesn't, I'm not doing it to make more money. I'm not doing it to achieve another title. I really, truly love to help people find success in, in possibility because that's where I came from. I came from a background where my cards were dealt that I really am set up for failure. I'm really set up for low income and, and honestly having no level of success. But it's that vision of seeing that with consistency, with perseverance, you then can make that change and it's up to you. So that constant change of, of pushing, putting yourself out there to really you know, figure it out, that's number one. But the second thing is you can't keep everything on your plate and add something else. I look at it like Thanksgiving dinner. I love cranberry sauce and I load up my plate at my sister's house <laughs> and I forgot the cranberry sauce and I got no more room on my plate. I can't add it to the top because it's going to ruin my mashed potatoes. I have to take something off the plate a little bit so I can put that cranberry sauce on the side. And I think that's one area that a lot of people forget, that when they're joining something, they have to take something off. And sometimes it will hurt. But in the long run, if this is something that you want to change your life, you have to do that. You had said that... uh, you weren't destined for success. The cards that you dealt, you knew we weren't uh, supposed to be successful. So for those who don't know you, can you share a little bit about your background? What do you mean by that? Yeah. I grew up in a very small town in upstate New York, and I'm the youngest of four girls. Uh, broken home, abusive home. And my father, we lived with my father, but it was very emotionally vacant and uh, non-supportive uh, home. And basically, our lifestyle was working. You know, as soon as I could go sell something, I was out there selling at eight years old, toilet paper wrapped in yarn to the neighbors. You know, I was an entrepreneur, I think, from the very beginning. But that was just what we knew. My father being blue collar, very, very strict, and just really fending for yourself and just knowing that your work is your your results as well as kind of your self-worth. So that's where I've come from is that if I did a good job, then I would get praised for it. And, I, and it translated to all of the jobs that I did. When it was being a dishwasher at the restaurant up the street, we were the favorites of the owners because we worked as hard as we could and really helped the businesses. So that translated through all of my you know jobs and everything that I've done, but I didn't have any support. I mean, I had no one teaching me what you should do. No one teaching me even how to love. No one teaching me that you're supposed to go to college and 
I just had to figure it out. And the only way that I was able to do that was to align myself up with good friends who had good supportive families. But I ended up living on my own my senior year with one of my friends who took me in. And I had to go to college and uh, pay for it all myself. But I had to go to a college that was year-round because I needed a place to live all the time. And that's the reason why I chose medical radiography was because it was a year-round college and I needed a place to live. And the only way I was going to do it was by getting state aid and uh, loans and all of that and working. And that's where I came from is just trying to figure it out because my three sisters above me were not having any better opportunity themselves. They were living in their cars, abandoned houses as well. And Mm. we all just figured it out. All four of us figured it out that as long as you just keep going forward and trying to better yourself and be consistent and just work hard and improve, you're then going to be able to change your situation. And all four of us have done that. We're all a success. And that's what I'm most proud of, for sure. That's a very inspiring story. Hey, uh, those on Facebook Live, you like this interview so far, very inspiring. Please share this. Let us know by sharing. Um, now, getting back to a, a question, Christina, yeah. you talk about uh, your passion, all the people you've helped, and those are all proud moments for you. What are some tips you can share about developing leaders? Because you're very good at it. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. Really, with developing leaders is as really sharing a respect for them and knowing that it's not you being the expert and that they just have to follow you. Really, always being open and open to improve yourself and respecting them and understanding what their vision is. So my direction and my purpose of where what I'm pushing forward is, is not going to be the same reason that they're going to do it. And the other side of it is my personality is going to be different than their personality. So you already called it out. I am to the point person. I'm what they call a choleric, uh, where I just really think in bullet points and I think about what's a solution. Here's the steps. Just get it done. And that may not be my leader's personality. My leader's personality might be looking at their business model completely different in terms of a social side and creating more friendships or um, bonding experiences. So I have to really take into consideration the person, what their vision is, what their personality is, and just align them up with the right tools that they need. What's going to motivate them? What do they need to always move forward? Because I can't expect that that person is not going to need recognition. Even though people say they don't need recognition, everybody does need recognition in some paces or another. Good stuff. Uh, So here's a question from Carl. He asked, what is one book uh, or one or two books, because I don't want to be definitive again, uh, that you recommend for him to read or distribute to read? Yeah. One of the greatest books I love to read, the first one, should I say, when I first got started, I was not a book reader at all. And I, when I hired that network marketing expert, he had all of my team reading the book from by David Schwartz. It's called The Magic of Thinking Big. Mm. And in the beginning stages of our business, that was the book that everyone said was always their favorite book, no matter how many other books they read thereafter. But I was never a book reader until I was told to, really, or had a group of others where we were responsible and accountable to doing it. So that was the first one because that opened up your mind that this is something that is possible as long as you, again, do the work and are open to constantly tweaking. But the other book that I really recommend, especially for brand new entrepreneurs, is one from John Acuff, so J-O-N-A-C-U-F-F, and the book is called Start. So Start is a fantastic book. The reason why I love it is because John is funny, and I love funny books because you can read through it really fast, but it really lays out both sides of the, st- the process of growing a business. The mindset, understanding who you are and what you're sharing and putting out there, but also the actions of what you should be doing to get started to grow your business. Awesome recommendations. Hey, so um, you've been in network marketing for a while now. Uh, wh- where do you see the trend? Where do you see the profession in the next five, ten years? Well, it's definitely changed. From when I first started, it wasn't a social media business. It, in the type of information that was shared online, you could only get if you paid for. But nowadays, people are establishing themselves all online with social media and really establishing their knowledge and putting it out there for free, much like you do is you're sharing your steps in your blog and in the podcast of your level of success, but you're not charging people for it. 
So the direction of network marketers is constantly developing themselves, but utilizing social media and knowing that if you share more of your information, you're going to attract more people to you. But the only way to do that is to constantly keep learning and getting better yourself. Want to grow your business faster and make your next 12 months your best year ever? Then you must go to our training, No BS, No Hype in Gold Coast, Australia, or No BS, No Hype USA in Los Angeles. You've probably already seen on Facebook what people have said about our training workshops and events, and now I'm bringing my No BS, No Hype training to two major events. Number one, for my friends down under in Australia, I've got something super special and exciting. We're doing our first big event in Australia in the Gold Coast on May 12, 13, 14. This will be at least 10 times better and bigger than my normal workshops. Go check it out at mlnation.net forward slash events. And for our friends in North America and Europe, our next event will be in Los Angeles in February 2018. This three-day training event is on February 23rd to 25th. 2018 in Los Angeles and will feature not only three days of training for me, but also seven-figure and multiple six-figure earners. And right now, you can save up to $400 and get your early bird tickets at mlnation.net forward slash events. If you listen to ML Nation, you already know how the major breakthrough for almost all the leaders came at an event. And right now, it's your turn. Go make the best investment you can do today and attend No BS, No Hype. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash events. Awesome show. Hey, um, as we go to the end of the show, some really quick questions to pick your brain. And these are, I know, your favorite questions, definitive questions. But uh, you, can give, you can give a couple if, uh, if it's easier for you. The first yeah. one is what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? I love Walt Disney. I mean, we constantly are taking advantage of our kids being small now and going and visiting Disney all the time. But the way to get started is to quit talking and start doing by Walt Disney. That is one of my favorite ones because that's the truth. You can talk all you want, but you just got to start and it's going to be messy. But you just know it's going to be messy and you'll fix it as long as you're learning through the process. Yes, that's a good point. It will be messy, but you will learn and you will get better. Um, what is one habit that's helped you become successful? Really establishing a schedule. Um, because again, having such a distracted mind, I can easily get distracted by websites and get caught up on YouTube, watching a ton of dance routines. I just get so caught up online that a day can easily fly by. So really just having a bone schedule throughout the week. I know exactly what I'm going to be doing Monday through Friday, but it has to have a little bit of flexibility. I'm not that person that on Sunday night plans out my week exactly what it has to happen because I've already got that in the structure. But I also protect my time. I used to work obsessively. I was a workaholic and it actually, you know, seeped into my marriage and with my, my kids. And it was I was going a direction I didn't want. And I really had to learn and it was really tough advice and love from my mentor telling me, you gotta Stop working so much and you have to protect your time. What is your priorities? What are you really doing this for? And I'm not doing this to become famous. I'm not doing this to become richer, richer, richer. I'm, I'm doing it because I want to spend as much time as I can with my family, my kids, and really be that role model for my kids so that they grow up confident and know that all things are possible. So I protect my time, especially on weekends. I don't schedule anything. And it's mostly because I'll forget that I schedule something, but yeah. more times it's also because of the kids. In terms of schedule, you also talk importance of being consistent. Uh, what's your daily method of operation? It depends on what day it is, but for the most part, I'm a late sleeper because I go to bed really late. I like to watch my taped DVR. And when I get up, I just have a schedule. I know it goes against what a lot of people say of jumping on the computer and going through Facebook or email, but I do that because that's my waking up stage. So for the most part in the beginning, I really just get up and get on Snapchat and see what people posted throughout the night and really just kind of wake up my eyes and my brain because I'm not that person that immediately gets up and is super focused and creative and a workhorse. I'm a, it takes me later. I'm more creative in the evening. And you really have to work with your circadian rhythm and knowing when are you most effective. So I'm most effective 
later on. And that's why I actually work out in the late afternoon because that's when I have the most energy. I just schedule myself around how my body flows. Mm. Really interesting. By the way, you know, when we schedule this interview, most people take the earlier time slot. I only do two time slots, right? Yeah. The one, the, one, the 4 p.m. Eastern or the 7 p.m. And almost the only ones who take the 7 p.m. Eastern are the people in Australia or Asia. But you're the only one American who took it. So there you go. You're a late starter. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Actually, I thought it was a mistake, but I thought when I saw your name today, I said, is that a mistake? Because uh, I thought it was 1 p.m. No, it was actually 4 p.m. Uh, Christine Dwyer is taking 4 p.m. Yes, I was working out earlier, yeah. yes. <laughs> hey, um, what is your, what's the best piece of advice you ever received? I really think it's about protecting my priorities hmm. to really understand what am I doing this for? Because a lot of people chase what other people are going for, and they really don't have a self of themselves or self of where they really want to go. And they're going where the herd is going just because they haven't identified it. And they think that's the direction you have to go. So when I first got started in this and my background working with my mentor is focusing on social media, um, the company that I'm with actually was heavily against social media marketing and really strongly pushed into the whole company, only build your business face-to-face, belly-to-belly. And I balked that. So I stood against the herd because I saw a different purpose and direction in training where I was going with my mentor that this actually is going to fit my lifestyle. I don't want to go sit at people's dinner tables every night. I don't want to constantly travel and visit city to city. I'm a mom. I want to be home. I want to be able to have my messy bun and and comfy clothes on and work every day. That's, That's what I like to do. And I wanted to be able to protect that influence of outside pressure of what quote unquote you're supposed to do to be a success. You define what success is. And for me, success is being present with my kids that they're not thinking mom works all the time. I want them to know me. Good stuff. I like it. Be that purple cow, stand out, be different, right? Don't follow that hurt. You got to follow your heart and your passion. Um, If you have a qualified prospect, what's your favorite prospecting tool? Do you use like, um, a video? Do you do like a Zoom? Do you send them a, do you sit down? Obviously, you don't use social media or you send them a Facebook Live. What do you like to use for prospecting? Yeah, a lot of the times when people come to me or if I see someone that I think should look into what I'm doing, I look at people who are most like me. And a lot of the times, I'm not that marketer that quickly jumps on a phone call with them. If they want to, I offer it. So in my initial conversation, most of the time it is email. And I offer we can communicate through email if you prefer, or if you want to just jump on the phone, just let me know, and then we'll have a phone call. Most of the times, people want to communicate by email, and my way of sharing the business is the exact same way as someone who's brand new sharing the business It does, is don't tell them about the business. Share a video that is sharing the information so that that person can create the idea or the vision of what would they do with it. Because if I try to explain it to them, I may be going a different path than that person might think. And if I talk too much, then it might make them think, oh my gosh, this is going to be so busy. I can't do it. So I always suggest point into a video and offer the option of either a phone call or through email to be able to talk with them. Uh, Do you have a favorite online resource like a Dropbox or Evernote or favorite app on your phone that you could recommend? Well, I mean, I constantly love to create a lot of content and images. So I use a ton of different apps to create videos. Video Rama is my favorite one for quick video editing and being able to put text and all that. Of course, I use Dropbox uh, because of sharing information. My husband works with me in this business. He quit being a chief information officer back in 2011 to join me to do this business because it was just becoming such a monster. So we have to use uh, sharing tools like Dropbox. But realistically it's about really researching and figuring where are you getting your information and your training from i am a person that likes to create the training systems and i use kajabi which is a suite where you can create a whole online training suite Uh, those guys are great i have no affiliation by the way with any of these companies but that's i like to find tools that a lot of people can use where they don't have to invest money. And one of the most important ones that I push heavily and I not associate with it is uh, using Streak with Gmail. So it's a CRM that you can use and Chrome with Google. And that's free. Depending if you're you know, brand new and you don't have a ton of context, that's a great resource 
to keep track of who are you talking to and what stage are you in conversation with them. Hmm. You mentioned, uh, talking about books, um, you mentioned Start and also The Magic of Thinking Bigs. Uh, yeah. What's a book you read recently this past year that's really helped you grow? I'm still in the middle of it, and I accidentally brought the wrong book on my vacation, but it's called The Work of Art, and I love it. I can't tell you the author because I'm just in the middle of this book, but I'm dog-earing this book and highlighting so much in it because it really just gives you different perspective of thinking of how someone wants to work or ideas and directions. It's, it's a great book. It's called The Work of Art, and it was actually a last-minute purchase at the airport because I forgot my magazine, so I bought that at the airport, and it was a, it's a great book. Awesome. Hey, um, I would take one question from Jennifer. Maybe we can make it quick. Jennifer Riley asked, what are a few things she can do now? She's two weeks from launching her business and signing up. What can she do to prepare for her business success? That's a great question. And what I really suggest you do is just act like you are already doing the business now and really pay attention to your messaging that you're putting out on social media and really speaking in a direction that is not speaking from perfection also or telling people always what to do, but to really speak from a place of just sharing experiences, sharing uh, tools that you found and sharing uh, your story. So really just kind of fixing your social media is going to be a strong position, but looking at your schedule, looking at your, your home life. If you don't have a place to work, if you're just going to squeeze yourself in on a corner of the dining room table and it's a mess, that's not going to be effective for you. So even cleaning up and organizing your workspace is going to get your mindset ready. Um, but one thing to actually consider, and this kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier of when people get started, they're doing all the wrong activity. They need to stay in the beginning basics is really focusing on what do you really need to know to be able to grow your business and what should you actually be doing right now? And I did create a PDF survey that people can download and it basically will tell them what they should be doing at the stage that they're in in the business that they're growing. So that might be a good little resource um, if you want to offer it off to your followers. Definitely. And we will talk about that at the end when we talk about how to uh, connect with you. Um, yeah. Here's the last question. The million dollar question. You ready? Uh-oh. Yes. Imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one. So you didn't know your husband. You didn't know your kids. But you had you kind of like an alien that went to another planet. But you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you do or the first place you go to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? First thing I would do is to create a freemium. I don't know if that's a term everyone understands, but a freemium is where you're offering something for free. So you're offering your knowledge, something that you figured out for free for people to download, much like that thing I just offered. And people then are going to sign up for that and you're building your list right away. Because if you don't have people to talk to, then you have no one to talk to. So building your list, building your following right away. And the quickest way to do that, especially when you have no following on social media of any sort or no, no one, is to offer your advice, expertise, and what you know for free. Good stuff. Hey, uh, as we wrap up, any last words, advice, and then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you and also get that uh, checklist that you, you uh, talked about? Totally. I really honestly think that everyone has that potential and possibility to be able to be a success. And again, success is defined by yourself, not by what a company says or by anybody else in it. It's just really about persevering. It's going to be hard. It's going to take time, and you're not going to know how to do the whole process. But as long as you in your mind know exactly what are you working for, and I don't like to say the why, because the why changes. It's what is that passion in your gut. For me, I really want to see other people succeed, and I'm constantly trying to figure out different ways to help people do that. And just persevering and pushing through, knowing there's always a way. That's something my husband always says. When I ask him, well, can't we do this? And he says, no. I'm like, no, there's always a way. There's always a way to change the situation and make it either not exactly what you want or something completely different opens up. And that's one thing that I would always suggest. Uh, people can get that checklist. So it's a self-evaluation survey. And it bas basically asks you uh, on a scale of one to 10, are you doing these types of activities? And you rate yourself. And at the end of it, you'll know, wow, 
I'm really not doing what I should be doing to be able to grow my business or you're doing a great job. And they can get that at homebusinessimpact.com. So that's homebusinessimpact.com. Awesome. Hey, ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you may hang out with Christine Dwyer. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Christine, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E at the search bar and the show notes and the links or the nuggets of wisdom that Christine shared will be right there. In order to be successful in network marketing and in life, you must help others. So Christine, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, Christine, and God bless you. Thank you. Right back at you. Thank you, Simon. Don't forget, if you want a major breakthrough in your business, then you must go to our training, No BS, No Hype, in the Gold Coast, Australia, in May 2017, or No BS, No Hype, USA, in Los Angeles, in February 2018. And right now, you can save up to $400 on an early bird ticket. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash events. Go register, and I look forward to seeing you there. Hey, ML Nation, Simon Chan, and a great show from Christine Dwyer. I love her no BS, super direct approach, and we're talking about this afterwards. That's why uh, we follow each other, right? Really very direct, really good stuff. Uh, go to mlnation.net on the search bar. Look for Christine, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, and then you uh, connect with her. A lot of nuggets of wisdom, good books she recommended. Uh, one of the things she talked about is beginning when you present the business, you got to present it simple and don't present the wrong way. Her initial person was shared, present the wrong way, made it sound like, oh, she's just going to get discount on supplements. Now, who wants to do that, right? Go pedal with supplements. But as when her friend and mentor reintroduced, happens to be the same company, same products, she started looking at it differently. So make sure you follow something that's simple. Keep it simple. And she talked about really the three keys to success. I love it. Number one, give it all. You know, if you started doing network marketing and you're, if you're listening to this, you decided to do it, right? You're committed. You're not like, you know, people say a lot of people quit. They're not serious. You're listening to this. You're committed. Give it all. And her advice was most people, they take on a lot of things, but they put too much on the plate. I always share the most important list is your give up list. What are you willing to give up in order for your dreams to make happen? Because there's only 24 hours in a day. We have limited time, limited energy. What are you going to give up? And for her, you know, she gave it all. She went all in. And number two thing is learn. Right? You learn, learn, learn. Because you're new in this. You got to learn. And number three, make it simple and easy to follow. Well, focus on the basics. Sometimes we get so dist- distracted. You know, I, I've had people come up to me. Time, I want to start a podcast too. I was like, that's the last thing you want to do because there's so much work that goes in a podcast. Uh, and, you know, if you want to do one show just one time, sure, you can do it. But any type of success requires consistency. That's why we do three shows a week. We have five people that work on the show consistently. Uh, actually, every episode requires five people. Otherwise, you wouldn't get this ML Nation, right? So if you're a distributor, you don't want to do a podcast five, you know, three days a week, consistent. Go and focus on building your business. Instead, uh, I've had... Now, if you reach a level of success, then yes, you can. But if you're just starting off, focus on the basics. The basics exposing. The business, you know, exposing the opportunity, approaching, right? Social media. If you're doing social media, you got to invest in yourself. It changes rapidly, that in participate, you know, invest in trainings. Christine's a great example. She invested in a coach. She's constantly going to seminars, learning, 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 so she can grow. Focus on the fundamentals. The fundamentals are sharing your experiences, right? Be positive. Social media. Share your story. Talk about why you do what you do, right? Instead of talking about uh, promises, just share your story, where you're going, what you're learning. Now, Another thing I love what she shared was aha moment was not just one moment. And it's, it's really true. Like I talk about like from my aha moment, from my building my business or, you know, growing ML Nation is really wasn't one thing. It was like a lot of little bit, a little bit of a lot of different events. I went to seminars, books, seminars, courses. I invested my coaches sharing a little bit. It's a combination, right? So you keep learning, go to the events. It's the compound effect. Like someone shared there, go out there and do it. Because everything counts. Everything you learn, maybe 1%. You may not see the difference, but over time, the 1%, half percent, quarter percent, 1%, 2%, they all add, all add up. And another thing, the importance of investing, right? When Christine made money, she re- reinvested that money 
back into the business. She hired coaches and taught the team. And when you're reinvesting, it's not just investing yourself, investing your team. So as your team grows, you will grow. Getting back to combination is the worst moments too are also not one thing. Right? It's a continuously, they happen continuously all the time. People you expect to join, they don't join. People you expect to do well, they quit. Continuously over and over and over again. And but it's the lessons you learn. And knowing that the business is a journey. Success is not a destination. It's a constant ebb and flow. Goes up, it's go down. And when you're down, it will go back up. It's your mindset. Right? It's staying consistent. Staying con- and the worst moments. You should be happy. If you're having a tough time, it's those are the moments that define you as a leader. As long as you keep going and you think about yourself, don't blame or criticize or complain. Think about what did you do differently? What could you have done differently? What, could, what lessons, what did you do that you could have done differently? And those are the lessons you learned, having that awareness. Now, in terms of time management, when Christine started, she had a job, another part-time job, had a kid and a kid along the way. It's really about what you want to do it, right? It's about no excuses. Right? If you have a passion, you want to help people, just make it happen. Okay, Do it for a purpose, not for the money, the passion. Constant, and in terms of developing leaders, you have to respect them. Know that everyone's different. What motivates you may be different from what motivates other people. So you got to align them with the right tool. Use different motivation. You have to understand. But really, it's about being a, being a listener. Listening, getting to know people better, and then you can know how to touch their hearts. We can't touch their hearts until you know them. And... Um, you know, it's just inspiring from Christine. You know, she shared her background. Grew up in small town, working class. She'd been working since she was eight. And but you, if you keep working hard and you work on yourself, it's that you know the compound effect that like Darren Hardy talks about. A little bit, a little bit each day. That one percent, one percent, one percent, and adds up to ten, twenty percent, and you see the results over the long term. Now, um, if you just started right away, somebody asked that question. About to start, act like you started, right? And speak with your passion. Speak with your passion. And look at your schedule. You have to get a time to build a business. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. Okay, it's not going to happen. You have to schedule you know, schedule into your calendar specific times to do money-making activities. And there are probably things that you're doing right now that you have to drop. Last two things is, you know, if you want to start, uh, start from scratch, building online, create a lead magnet. Or she called the freemium. Build a list. Okay, you don't have a, something... You don't have anyone followers? You all have some knowledge. Maybe you learned something from this episode. Share that. Write it down. Offer it for free. Build a list. Okay, you can put it on the website, put it on Facebook, add people opt-in. Build a following by offering, just like the way Christine offered her freemium out there. And then you can stop building a following, right? And know that no matter how tough it is, there's always a way to make it happen. It's not a lack of resources. It's just a lack of resourcefulness. Go and make it happen. So great show. I love the No BS style. Thank you again, Christine. Go to mlmission.net. Search for her. Definitely connect with her. And if you like the show, please take one minute, two minutes to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It means a lot to the entire MLM profession. Hey, I'm Simon Chan. Thank you for listening. I'm loud and proud to be in this profession. And remember... We are the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.